Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 10% Happier early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This is the 10% Happier Podcast. I'm Dan Harris. Hey, hey, for today's Friday bonus episode, we're sharing something very exciting. A sneak peek from our new podcast, which is called 20% Happier. 20% Happier is my colleague Matthew Hepburn's latest plot to one-up me. Matthew is a meditation teacher and coach and has been a driving force behind a lot of our content on the 10% Happier app. You may know him from his hit meditation, Soothe Anxiety to Sleep. Here on the 10% Happier podcast, as you know, we feature long-form conversations with deep Dharma teachers and mental health experts about the various ways you can do life better. But many of you have been asking for a long time for us to talk to regular rank-and-file meditators about how to strengthen your practice. And that's where this new show comes in. In each episode of 20% Happier, Matthew will be working one-on-one with an everyday meditator as they seek to overcome some challenge in their life and or their practice. In today's clip, you're going to hear from Saeed, who talks to Matthew about how he's been using fear to motivate himself to meet his own high standards and how that sends his inner world into turmoil. That strategy may sound familiar to many of you. To listen to the full episode of 20% Happier, you can download the 10% Happier app wherever you get your apps and then open it up and tap on the podcasts tab at the bottom of your screen. Having said all of that, let's listen now to this sneak preview. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that same hypervigilant mindset, doing things the right way and just being on top of your game, right? Like it's that sort of mindset that allows me to be good at my job and good at my life, um, as good as I can be. Mm. But it's also the thing that like hurts me. Yeah, I wish I could harness it for good in my life and not just, uh, yeah. And it wasn't just like running wild and running free. Yo, yeah, so it's like, what does come up when you imagine letting go? Yeah, well, when I think about letting go, just like the idea of letting go, the thing, the first thing that comes to my mind is that it is the most vulnerable place that I could be in. When I think about even just like, even just as simple as like letting go of my stomach, letting go and just letting it hang. Yeah, it's been a process of just bracing for the next seismic thing to happen in my life, right? And so I can never feel truly, I never feel truly like, like I'm just living. To answer your question, when I let go, it feels like I'm just waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I I would guess that like, you said that project of adulthood in your life in many ways has become to develop some control over, you know, situations that are legitimately threatening and like Mm -hmm. big seismic shifts that totally destabilize things. And I would imagine that you actually have really developed a fair amount of influence, you know, to create some stability and and good things in your life. Do you feel like that's the case? I know it factually, but I don't know it emotionally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't experience that in my body in that way. Um, 
everything still feels like it's in peril. Everything still feels like it could be taken away. Nothing feels like worth anything, really. And it's funny because like, I know that's the same thing that's driving me to achieve more or work harder or like do good work. But it's also the thing that like, it's also the thing that doesn't really allow me to see whatever influence I do have and whatever accomplishments I have had. Like I have a really hard time with acknowledging what I've already attained. Well, that would be of letting go and not staying ready for the next seismic thing. Exactly. It would be silly of me to like let go and just be like, yeah, I've got the thing that I need now. Like you just, the fact that it's possible that it could be taken away is enough for me to be like, nah, like, nah, we're still, we're still in this fight. This is still a fight. Yes, yes, yes. It it feels a little hopeless. (laughs) It feels, to be honest, it feels a little, it feels a little hopeless. I can hear that. And, and I think it will feel hopeless probably so long as it feels like a project of undoing a way that you have become the person that you are, that the mind has developed, you know, these patterns. And if it's a project of trying to undo that, you know, for many of us, (laughs) we just think about our history and like what we've inherited intergenerationally, culturally, and the thought of trying to undo all that is like... (laughs) daunting it's a question of like is it possible and like even if it was possible for a person to do that like do i have the time right and like who am i outside of that like i don't know who that person is i know who i am right now (laughs) but like what like what is that who is that person that's scary too yeah what i want to do is try and figure out a way together that We can make a plan for you to just lean into the things that are naturally you that will help create some space around this pattern so it's not running the show all the time and you feel like you get some reprieve. So the question I want to ask is, Mm. what do you do or how do you experience in your day-to-day regular life pleasure? Just like honest, simple, but real pleasure. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, pleasure. It's it's tough because the examples I'm thinking of are things that like they aren't like just pure pleasure. Mm. They they have pleasure in them, but they also bring a lot of other stuff with it too. Mm. Like I think the first thing that came to mind was like is exercise. Uh, not quite weightlifting, but running. It's like everything else just falls away. All there is is what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. If it's running, what's in front of you is the road. If it's basketball, what's in front of you is these other five people on the court and the net. It's like I took my mind out of one state of being and just like plopped it into another. And the only rules here are the ones that are present here Mm -hmm. like on this court whatever the rules of the court are even like the arguments and all that shit like it it literally feels like i'm in a different realm Hmm. um and i i those two things bring me like a lot a lot of pleasure in that it does feel like a paradigm shift from like my normal life into like another dimension altogether Mm. well one of the things that 
meditation is all about is using attention, like bringing our like full awareness to the process of living so that we learn from it. It's in many ways, it's as simple as that. What I have a, a hunch could be a really profound way to start some serious momentum, creating bigger gaps from when you feel totally oppressed by this mind state of like pressure, pressure, <laughs> and all the rest of it, mm -hmm. is to really tune in to what it feels like for that pressure to loosen, for that grip to loosen. What I think will be amazing for you is to have these moments where you feel pleasure in your life mm -hmm. and then to pause and just like lean into feeling it. <laughs> you know, because of the trouble is like you get a dopamine hit when you're on a run, but you just are still moving through life one stage to the next and not mm. tuning in and going, this is what it feels like in the cells of my body to, <laughs> to not be putting pressure on myself to, you know, yeah. have everything together. And as soon as you start turning your full interest and curiosity and attention to like actually really enjoying and understanding and appreciating what it's like to depressurize, when you start doing that, yo, your body is going to love that shit. And it will just start to look for more opportunities to feel that. It's a very hmm. natural way mm -hmm. toward a kind of depressurization, right? Because we actually mm -hmm. feel the benefit in real time. And it's like anything else. It's like the body realizes that it's pleasant and enjoyable, and then it like seeks it out more often. Mm -hmm. And the trouble is when we're focused externally, we then get addicted to the things that bring us pleasure. We don't cultivate a taste for the like internal letting go of the staying addicted to making the pressure. Yeah? Thank you to Matthew and Saeed. Again, that was a sneak peek of this new show, 20% Happier, new podcast available exclusively inside the 10% Happier app. Download the app today and then tap on the podcasts tab to find out what happens next. We'll see you back here on Monday with a brand new episode with Adam Grant. If you like 10% Happier, and I hope you do, uh, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. I'm Shimon Yai 
And I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.